Number two way people go broke, over-leveraging themselves. 45% of people that have gone through bankruptcy say their mortgage is what caused it. You know, that surpasses car loans, credit cards. Going back to how you avoid that situation, what a lot of people went through in 2008, make sure you don't buy off more than you can choose. So if you're going to purchase a home, make sure your debt to income is not exceeding 36%. If you're going north of that, and a lot of people do, they go far past that, you're asking for trouble when you get into an economic downturn. So try to keep that low. You gotta be mindful and realize, and you have to say, nah, I can't afford that. And they're gonna tell you, well, yes, you can, you qualify for more. No, try to live within your means. If your debt to income is at that 36%, maybe creeping yeah. up at 40, yes, you can do it. But if you're going way past that, reconsider. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for your career and your finances. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my pal, the best, the greatest, the coolest Venezuelan you will ever meet, Sergio Valentino Patterson. What is up, everyone? Today, we are going to talk about how people go broke. Good to know. So you don't do this. Surge, going broke. No, it has not happened to you. Has not happened to me. But let's talk about maybe some of the ways you've seen people go broke. And I'm going to, I have seven right now that hmm. people need to know about. I'm going to share today that I don't want you to do. And I don't want you to go through the process because it's painful and it sucks. So you're going to want to hear these because these are the most common ways that I see people go broke and lose their money. But I'm going to guess. Well, for you, I mean, where, where have you seen people run into money problems or go into um, financial ruin? Probably gambling stands out. Excessive gambling, whether it's stock, whether it's casinos, excessive overspending on things to try to keep up with. I think pe people spend a lot of money on like brand name stuff. I was, I don't know how to, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but I was thinking like people who shop at things they don't need, maybe it's over time they can go broke. Were you ever that type of guy? Did you ever spend a lot on stuff? On material stuff? No, man. I'm like TJ Maxx, Ross. So like clothing wise, no, but like I have credit card, credit cards has been a thing before, but spending it's not really a problem for me. I think it is a problem for people who need the brand name stuff. Yep. I would say risky investments might be one of yours on your list. You're, you got, you're getting a lot of these. Yeah. Risky investments. Just There's probably all kinds of stuff. I'm just thinking of like the shady stuff people could get into. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some good ones today for the listeners because there's a saying out there of how people got go broke. It was slowly and then suddenly. And I see that time and time again, it's generally something people are doing. And all of a sudden it, it just, uh, bankruptcy hits them like a ton of bricks out of left field. So hopefully this will be eye opening to a lot of people and just kind of help you avoid maybe potential dangers in your finances. So the first thing is living paycheck to paycheck. So 59% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Crazy. This is according to Charles Schwab, a 2019 survey. And that, that means they, they get paid and it covers them for two weeks. 
Yeah, or a short amount of time and they spend the money and then the next month they barely got enough to pay the bills, right? So cost of living is pretty. That makes sense though. I fit 60% is high, but I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, but so we're going to say that's our first one, living paycheck to paycheck. So how do you deal with that, right? As I always say, make sure you got your emergency fund. Make sure you got three to six months of cash in the bank because you're going to want that. What percentage of people do you think have three to six months in the bank? I'm just like, what, Paul? We're talking about all of the United States. Top, the standard, the median, decent jobs, uh, just the normal average person. I'd say about 40% of the population. 40%? That's pretty high. Yeah, that's that's pretty high. I think that's accurate. I think I deal with more people that are financially savvy and responsible, but I think the general population is about maybe 40% have a cushion. Okay. Could, could be less, but that's kind of my guess. I don't have the stats to back that one up, but it's the numbers aren't great. It could be better, America. We can do better, America. So, I, I think it's significantly lower than that. Yeah, it might be. It actually might be. But so how are you going to deal not living paycheck to paycheck? Emergency fund, living in that 50, 30, 20 life, 50% of your spending to essential, 30% to discretionary, discretionary, and 20%, you're saving, you're building up that cushion. Then you're getting those investments going for you. If you live that life, you're never going to find yourself into these financial problems. And then you got delayed gratification is something that you need to master, right? This is the art of moving forward, building your financial future, being able to not spend on all the crazy stuff like Sergio used to spend on buying CDs and KFC and basketball. I'm just saying your best hobbies. KFC and basketball. Taking this the wrong way. Spending (laughs) on frivolous things. Well, I could say, I think even like a phone, like I always used to have like, even phones, I think I just upgraded my phone finally, and it's not cheap. Even that, I could have delayed that gratification. I didn't need it. Yeah, I think those things add up. People don't they realize do. it. And that's the other thing is when we have more money, right? It's so easy to spend it. It's as you make more, lifestyle creep is the thing. And it gets even harder as you yeah. make more money, I feel like. You can get you can get caught into that, that trap of making more money, but just cat, your spending just catches up to it. So make sure... You get that in check and master those things. Get the emergency fund, 50, 30, 20, and delayed gratification. Yep. Number two way people go broke, over-leveraging themselves. 45% people that have gone through bankruptcy say their mortgage is what caused it. You know, that surpasses car loans, credit cards. Going back to how you avoid that situation, what a lot of people went through in 2008 Make sure you don't buy off more than you can choose. So if you're going to purchase a home, make sure your whole your debt to income is not exceeding 36%. If you're going north of that, and a lot of people do, they go far past that, you're asking for trouble when you get into an economic downturn. So try to keep that low. Remember, I've met a lot of great realtors, lenders. Their job is not really to keep you on the financially prudent side in terms of those numbers, they're going to get you into the biggest house. That's right. Um, biggest that's, house, yeah. That, that's their job. Give you the, the bigger loan. So you got to be mindful and realize, I, I and you have to say, nah, I can't afford that. And they're going to tell you, well, yes, you can. You qualify for more. 
no, try to live within your means. If your debt to income is at that 36%, maybe creeping up at 40, yes, you can do it. But if you're going way past that, reconsider. Tip number five for going broke. We're going to call this YOLO. (laughs) These are the tips to go broke if you want to go broke. (laughs) Do these five things. YOLO investing. You know what that means, Serge? YOLO? You that's like cool. when I when I went YOLO on AMC. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you did. You YOLO on AMC. You I only live hundreds, hundreds of dollars, not a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, YOLO investing—that's basically you find something cool in your feed. You're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be the coolest thing ever. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna get rich. Cool story. Really interesting. That hardly ever works out. A lot of people think it's going to work out, but it don't. And we're seeing that right now with all the people that jumped onto the cryptocurrency train. Yeah, There's a right way and wrong way to do that, but most people did it the wrong way. Just FOMOing in, picking a random thing they know nothing about, and then... Dude, that, most- brought on, that must have brought on such a weird wave of new investors. Like the whole GameStop and like now that they all think that's what investing is. Like, yes. I guess it's good and bad. Like it got people into investing, but it's oh no, I think it's it, a casino. If you're looking at it it's good, <laughs> it's like they learn what not to do. I mean, I think well, maybe some got out unscathed, but I think a lot of people got hurt in the last oh, couple of years of this crazy stuff and we always talked about it people are gonna it's got the music's gonna stop and then it's because you don't cash out when you're when you're up. Well, that's, the whole, that's the casino. You never leave when you're up, you leave when you're busted yeah but remember that goes to also being an investor versus being a gambler when we talk about buying these assets like we want to buy quality part of being a yolo investor is like this this little company out of someone's garage might be the next best thing and i'm gonna put all my money in it right yeah or just companies you know nothing about that you get sold into so make sure you avoid that if you're gonna we're not big proponents on this podcast of investing in single stocks, keep it to 10%, but that 10% that you do, make sure it's high quality and you've done some good research on it. Tip number four to not do, get divorced. Divorce is expensive, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it, why it, is it expensive? You gotta lose your <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> but I'm saying like, why? If you think about it, just legit logically, why do they make it expensive to leave someone you don't want to be with? Because we got a-hole attorneys like Matt McElroy that's bullshit, gotta get paid man. on this stuff. It's bullshit. Uh, I don't yeah, understand our, it. Our attorney Matt McElroy is not here tonight because he's doing court stuff or whatever, but overturned his, somebody. his type of people, man. I don't know. There's a lot of good attorneys out there. I'm just joking around, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, get divorced. I didn't think about that. Divorce is very costly. Think about you pass assets could split in half, you get legal fees, and those can so a lot of times in divorce, you hear about people losing 70% of their net worth. So divorce is expensive. Stay, stay advice, together. make sure you marry right. That that is my, That's my advice on that one. So good luck there. That's a I, good nugget. I don't think, I mean, I got a great wife. Uh, not to get any bonus points because she does not listen to our podcast. <laughs> but she's not going to listen. She's not going to listen. But <laughs> I got a great one. And But there was a lot of dangers in my uh in my dating history that I miraculously avoided. You you can attest to that. A lot no comment. No comment. That's a good point though. I think it's make that, make a good decision because it's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Stay yeah. together. I mean, getting married, people don't want to think about it like this, but it's a big financial decision. It is. It's a financial. You know, no one wants to think about getting married and money because it it's not romantic, but truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is a financial transaction. 
And you got to keep that in mind. That is very much true. Next thing, death and disability. Another sad thing to think about. If you get disabled, you die, your family might not have a other source of income and that can lead to bankruptcy. So that's a very common thing that we see. Oh, it's scary. That is scary. Lawsuits, getting sued. So how do you avoid that? Going back, I should probably touch a little bit more on the death and disability. Make sure you guys have term insurance. If you have a family, you don't need to buy permanent insurance products. Like there's a lot of people that sell permanent insurance stuff. I, I don't agree with a lot of the permanent insurance products out there. Make sure you get some good term insurance. And you Term? Know, you're saying like T-E-R-M, term? Yeah, term insurance. So that's over a term of years. You can buy 20-year term, 25-year term. 30 year term just kind of like covers covers your whatever your salary is or something. Yeah. And then after that, it goes away. But it's a, a big pool of money that you can use to cover expenses. But the problem is you get a lot of people out there in the insurance world, oh, buy this permanent policy. And they'll tell you, why what's the saying? Why rent when you can own? They'll always tell you that. But permanent insurance tends to be 10 times more expensive. And it doesn't cover the need of a loss of income. Generally, people need, especially in the Silicon Valley, they need around a million to $2 million of term insurance. Yes, you could buy permanent, but to buy permanent to get that much insurance is going to be extremely costly. And that's why buying a rinky-dink $300,000 permanent policy doesn't make any sense. So make sure you buy for the right amount Um and that's generally going to be, if you have a million dollar policy, let's just say that covers someone that's roughly making $60,000 a year. So you need to get, you need to get insurance in large amounts, which is why is, I don't Is this agree. different from a, like basic life insurance? We don't have well, to go too deep on it, but you know how you get like employer life insurance. If something happens to me, I think they get a certain amount of money. Yeah. So like, it's a little different, like with your companies you work for, they generally throw in like annual salary times, whatever. So you might get $200,000, $300,000, right? And people think, oh, there, I got my life insurance. That's not enough money because that's not going to cover the person that dies their income. It's going to cover them for maybe one year or two, but you got to get enough insurance that you're covering for many years, right? All the way up into your retirement. So that's why- <laughs> I'm not a big proponent of a life insurance agent selling you a 200000 300000 or half a million dollar policy that's very expensive because it does not solve the issue, right? So you got to make sure you get the proper amount. Same thing with disability, that's more of a call. It's very expensive insurance, but if you're someone that really relies on your body and there might not be another way for you to make that income up... Uh, Disability income is something that you should look at. Disability insurance is something that you should look at. Number six was lawsuits. Lawsuits is very costly. Make sure you protect yourself. Look at things like umbrella liability policies. Make sure you have the proper amount of coverage in case you get in a car accident. All those things, renter's insurance for renters. All that stuff is very important stuff. We There's a saying out there, it's not if you get sued, it's when you do. And also as time goes on, if you do the right things financially, you get more wealthy. The chances of you getting sued just go up exponentially. So that's one thing to not look forward to as you get more wealth, but you got to prepare for that. So make sure you have the proper protection from lawsuits. And number seven, medical expenses, right? This is one of the leading causes of bankruptcy. So a study at Harvard showed that bankruptcies represented 62% of all personal bankruptcies were from health insurance. There's a lot of people out there that don't have 
health coverage because they're like, you know, I'm healthy. I'm never going to get hurt. So I'm just going to roll without it. And that a lot. I life is a sick joke sometimes. Sometimes the healthiest people can come down with an illness and it can happen to them. And, you know, that choice not to get health insurance can be devastating for their a choice that devastates them financially for their whole life. Yeah. So yes, it's annoying that we have to pay super high prices for our health insurance at, at different points when we might not want to, but health insurance is one of those things that it's really tough for me to say, yeah, you can sacrifice that and not do that. So a lot of times I do tell clients like, no, you know what? I know things are tight. You don't want to pay for that, but you can't afford not to. You, you've no. worked hard and a random little accident can destroy you financially. I know you got some medical stuff yeah. that you did in the last couple of years. What was the total cost of that? The medical? Yeah. Uh, I was, as, as you were talking, I was like, if I didn't have the insurance I had through my work, I would have been stuck with a $1.2 million bill. $1.2 million. Yep. That was for two surgeries and a hospital stay. Hospital stay alone was almost 300 grand. Yes. Yeah. And that goes back to the point. That would have been a really bad bill. That would have been, I would have been, my kids would have been paying that off. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, that's crazy to think about. For me, I had the two knee surgeries way back when, two hundred thousand. I didn't have two hundred thousand just sitting in the bank when I got those knee surgeries. So it's that would have been devastating. Absolutely devastating. So make sure you get health insurance. Don't live on the edge because if you you're working hard, you're you've a lot of you have gone to school to better yourselves. So you can work. So you can work and build your financial future. Don't risk it all to get out of paying. Yeah. 500 bucks a month for your coverage. It's not worth it. We all think we're young and healthy, but you just never know what might happen. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are my tips of what not to do. Don't go broke. So hopefully that was all helpful. That was super helpful, man. Those were... Don't do these things. Some of those Don't things, recommend yes. it. Some of those things are like not out of control, but you can kind of prepare. Like I really thought the medical insurance was interesting, the life insurance. If you have a family, I was just thinking like, if I were to, if something were to happen to me, like that would be a scramble I know for Kimberly right now yeah. to figure shit out. So I think those are some big decisions people need to make. Absolutely, yeah. We got to make them before they happen. So you can plan for these things and avoid these things, but... Good stuff, man. Actually, got a plan. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities American Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance. License 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities American Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities American Advisors, and Securities American Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities American Advisors or Securities American Incorporated. Securities American Advisors, Securities American Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. 
third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.